This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mercy Talk podcast. I can't believe it. We're coming to the end of a month, which also means we're coming to the end of a series. It's crazy. It seems like it just flew, but I'm really excited to wrap up our discussion on thriving in your relationship with God. For this episode, I'm joined by Rachel Thomas and Melanie Wise. Hey, everybody. Melanie, this also means that we're wrapping up your first official month. That's true. Mercy oh, talk. That's bananas. That's it. It, it, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it is sorry. bananas. Go middle school here. No, so it crazy. is. It's it's been really good to. Um, I don't know th- th- this particular like topic. This particular discussion. I feel like was a really good one. Yeah. For me to get my feet wet because mm-hmm. it's something that I'm really passionate about. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of made sense for this to kind of be the first one for yeah. for me yeah. to spearhead. Yeah, it's so I'm fun. I'm really grateful for it. I, hopefully, good. a lot of what we've been talking about in the previous episodes for you listeners has been good and encouraging and challenging and uh, hopefully from an application standpoint um, there's been some nuggets in there Mm -hmm. so um, speaking of which I should say and if it's not clear go back and listen to episodes one through four if you haven't Uh, just to reiterate this is the fifth episode and final episode in our series on thriving in your relationship with God so to wrap up this series I'd really love to look at how getting over ourselves, believing that we're bought for and forgiven, and communing with Jesus through prayer not only makes it possible for us to experience true intimacy with God, but it also reshapes and reorients our identities. Which those are the four topics, everyone. Yes. If it's the first time <laughs> you've right. listened, yes. those are the four topics yes. we covered. In the, yeah, yes. Or three yeah. topics we three. covered in the first yeah. four weeks of this series. Right. So yeah. if you're like, where did those things come yeah. from? That Go I, back and listen. I intentionally, right. intentionally yep. weaved that into yep. that, that like opening it. statement. So, um, But I want you guys to just real quick at the, at the outset, consider the beginning of Colossians 3, which reads, If then you have been raised with Christ... Seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Verse 2, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ and God. Mm. In this letter, I believe that Paul is touching on something rather profound, especially in verse 3 of this passage. Once we have given ourselves to Christ, once our conversion happens, our new lives are now stowed away in Jesus and in our Heavenly Father. Our identities, as it were, are no longer our own. And more importantly, they're hidden. Hmm. And I don't think that should be missed. That, mm-hmm. that, that's yeah. key. Um, it's so completely counter to our social media culture, which really fosters like self-aggrandizing habits, our yeah. lives, our endeavors, our every Wait, pursuit. Sorry. What kind of lies? I just, I just looked at Mel and I was Back like, up. yeah. Self-aggrandizing. That word, that word, so, okay. If y'all so, haven't figured this out, Julian's real smart. No, no, I just pretend to be smart. Sometimes I'm I, like, I, no, I don't know what that I word just pre- meant, but I'm not going to tell him. I assure you, I just pretend <laughs> to be smart. So no, self-aggrandizing, like like self, like self, propping oneself up. Like, oh, like, you self-promoting? Know, feed, self-promoting, okay, like, yeah, you know, yeah. just kind of propping yourself yes. up. And, you know. I knew I just wanted to make sure the listeners knew. <laughs> okay, that's right. Now you know, guys. That's right. But anyway, the really the social media climate, the social media sure. culture, sure. Um, it's, it's like every pursuit becomes about us, yeah. you know? And, and I believe that this is especially dangerous 
when our pursuits and our endeavors fail. Mm, yeah. Because you see, if we tailor our identity to our jobs, our families, our friends, our passions, literally anything other than Christ, yep. our wins will be fickle things that fluctuate and never satisfy, and mm. our losses will penetrate deep and make us feel worthless. Oh, man. That's so good. I looked at another outreach team member over here, and we were both at the same time. That is a money line. Oh, our wins you. will be fickle things that fluctuate and never satisfy. Yeah, that put that on a coffee mug. <laughs> yeah, drink it in the morning. Let's tweet that. Let that wake yeah. you up. Yeah, can, yeah, can, yeah. Can, can we tweet? Can, can, can we tweet that? <laughs> can we tweet that? <laughs> we'll be tweeted. Uh, love so it. So good. No, I love it. That's so true. Um, and the truth is that our identity uh, will never take a hit if our indebtors do, because our identity is firmly secured in Jesus. And I think that's easy to say. <laughs> yeah. I grew up believing that, but until I lived it. Mm-hmm. It did not. I mean, you know, until and here's what's kind of crazy too is it's a continual check system, which I think can go back to that getting over yourself, staying humble, and and then prayer, staying in communion with the Father. That it's so sneaky, and you can be, you know, deep in that trench of like, you know, hustling away or doing what you're called to do, and not even realizing that your identity is completely in what you're doing and it may be a good thing Mm -hmm. actually a lot of times it is a good thing (laughs) and in of itself it's not a bad thing and then when something falls out from underneath you or like you said you have a failure it really does serve as like this wake-up call identity crisis whatever you want to you know call it or name it uh and i think so many times i look back at my own failures it was really the kindness of god to wake me up Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I was uh, consumed in all the ways, even to the point of being, you know, anxiety ridden over these things that I'd found my identity in. And the Lord was, uh, the Lord was calling me back to a place of freedom and peace in him. Yeah. I think even you saying, you know, our wins, you know, will be fickle things. I, I I'm thinking back to even how, throughout my whole life. I mean, for any of you who listened to the uh, Enneagram series, yes. you heard uh, me sharing about how I'm an Enneagram one, uh, perfectionist, uh, really a moral perfectionist is more of the Enneagram piece, but I've just always been a perfectionist in all areas. Now this is something that for my whole life, I just thought, well, that's just the Lord gave me a spirit of excellence. <laughs> you know, that's what it is. That's no, perfect no, no, Southern, no. Yeah. Dare I say Baptist pronunciation of that word. I grew up Baptist, so I can say that. Um, But yeah, like I, for me, um, you know, I think some people can think like identity means uh, you put your identity into the fact that you're a mom or a Mm -hmm. dad or a teacher or you put your identity in in what you do. But also think bigger because for me, my identity was put into always being perfect. Mm, And so, you know, I think back, especially through like my teen years, throughout college, like I had, like, because my identity was in those things, my worth was also in those things. So my worth, because it's also my identity is in being perfect. So when I wasn't like, Dare I say there was a night that I wasn't the high scorer on the basketball team Mm -hmm. or dare I say that I did not make an A or whatever, like my, not only did my identity get lost, but my worth plummeted with Mm -hmm. it and it was miserable. Like there was nothing about that that is free, but it's funny what I think on it because I'm like, I remember the Lord really bringing this uh, realization to me in my twenties when I was a youth pastor. Yeah. 
And I just thought like, wow, I'm so glad I'm free of that. First of all, what a joke. Like I'm still, <laughs> still getting freer and freer and yes. freer from that. Yes. But I was like, man, I remember when I used to put my identity in what I did. Then queue up a few years later when I'm no longer a youth pastor and I'm like, oh, I did it again. Like my identity became I'm youth pastor. I help people. I'm the helper. I'm the person that everybody needs in their life. Like that is my identity now. It is so easy for us to do this, guys, and have no idea that we're doing it. That's right. Like it is something that we have to be so very, very aware of and attuned to because it can just happen. It is like our natural human tendency. But so I think, too, a part of that and ways to combat that is to to be very, very, very sure of what scripture talks about. Like when you said that our identities are now hidden, I love that. I've never even yes. heard that whole idea of it. They're hidden. Like they're yeah. tucked away somewhere. Yeah. It's not something that we got to go work hard to get. It's, oh, it's there good. and it's, and it's safe and it's hidden. So the question then is what, well, then what is it? Like, what yes. is my identity now? If it's hidden and scripture is very, there are, I mean, innumerable um, references to who we are in Christ now. If you are in Christ, you are. If you are That's in Christ. Right. And knowing those scriptures, man, memorizing those scriptures, having them with you all the time, those, yeah. I mean, I don't know what could be more important than knowing that and living in that place. Yes. But one of the things I know that um, it talks about is how, as when we are in Christ, we are now ambassadors. Mm, like we're ambassadors good. for Christ. So we are sent here on a mission. I mean, think of what an ambassador is. They're like sent to a foreign country on behalf of their yes. king, if yes. you will, to go and be an ambassador for their king. And so if you want to use that exact analogy, like we are sent to a That's foreign right. place, to That's this true. planet, on behalf of our king. That's right. Now, if we start getting all confused about what our purpose is here and like, like, what do you do with an ambassador if they go off and they get comfortable in the foreign that's land? Right. Like, yeah. okay, well, yeah, you're not an ambassador there, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're right. Yeah. Like, you like, that's like, a great illustration. It, it is. Yeah. Ambassadors aren't sent off to go on vacation right. for R and R. They right. are sent sent with a very literal mission, a yes. very literal yeah. ask. You actually just reminded me of a, a real quick story. I'd love yeah. a story. I'd love to share. Um, a few years ago, I was part of a startup company in in Nashville. And the main objective of this company was to empower young, budding writers with the written word. Um, so we would go into high schools and middle schools and, um, you know, sort of teach different forms of creative writing, poetry, songwriting, um, limericks. I mean, we just it ran the gamut in terms of di- different styles of creative writing. It was, it was awesome. Um, and so... I, gosh, just even thinking back on that story, that was a truly remarkable season. Seeing these kids just light up when they were, uh, you know, when they were taught or instructed a new form of creative writing because it was such a, a um, gosh, it was such just a, a, an outlet for them. Mm-hmm. But anyway, how this ties into kind of what you're talking about, um, one of the things that, that we did with the companies, we had this kind of uh, flagship program every summer that was a, a novel writing camp. And I'll, I'll never forget this. When I first came on board, the founder of the company shared a really intimate story with me. She said that a young girl had enrolled in our summer camp a few years before I started. And she said that this young girl spent most of her time quietly soaking in the lessons, kind of off by herself. 
And then she'd stalk off to a shadowy part of the grounds wherever the camp was held and just write. And she would barely interact with, you know, her other peers or the instructors. Um, but she had little difficulty completing her manuscript, which was like this epic sprawling novel that she had masterfully written. And it had all the story elements like good versus evil, romance, love overcoming hate. It was awesome. Yeah, cool. Well, that winter, she joined her fellow writers on stage at the annual conferring ceremony. And she received her published novel. It was a huge deal. And afterwards... This little girl's mom uh, pulled the founder of the company aside and through tears explained how the writing camp had essentially saved her daughter's wow. life. And she you know, called her daughter over and she rolled up her sleeves and she had all these mm-hmm. scars from where she had been cutting herself yeah. in the past. And, um, but she kept those kind of hidden and tucked beneath you know, her, her long sleeve blouses yeah. all summer. And so you know, our camp really gave this young girl a sense of hope and purpose and the task of completing a novel while it's daunting and, and intimidating mm-hmm. really it proved to be a vehicle through which this this young girl this writer processed her conflicting emotions mm-hmm. and i don't know just like hearing that story just kind of reaffirmed this urgency that we should all have once we have these new identities in Christ, mm-hmm. once we sort of realize what our responsibility is as ambassadors, that we are to be actively, proactively out in mm-hmm. our jobs, in our neighborhoods, in our communities, looking for, you know, men and women, children, young girls yeah. like yeah. this, yeah. and finding real ways to just be. Christ's light into their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know the rest of that young girl's story. I don't know what happened to her if when she went back to school that that next year if she regressed and fell back into old ways. But knowing what I know now and even really just in the short time that I've got to spend with outreach and and hearing these incredible testimonies from the young women who have gone through our residential program, mm-hmm. the stakes are really high. Mm-hmm. We have such an awesome privilege to be vessels for God mm-hmm. in our communities mm-hmm. as his ambassadors. And it just really kind of, I don't know, hearing that story, reflecting on this whole series, where we've come, talking about thriving in our relationship with God, I'm landing at, and, and hopefully some of you are landing at, on this as well, that there's a very real next step yeah, for us. Yeah. Sure. It doesn't end with just, okay, settling in, experiencing this amazing, mm-hmm. deep relationship with the Father, and then that's it. <laughs> right. Kind of keeping that to yourself cozy, yeah. and then just getting comfortable and cozy. There's a time and a place for everything. There's yeah. a time where you should hold on to that and heal mm-hmm. and rest. But there should absolutely be this next step that just kind of pours out mm-hmm. of us, this urgency to go out into our communities and really be, like you said, Melanie, ambassadors mm-hmm. for Christ. Yeah. yeah. So the fact that mercy is free for us girls, like that was just so unreal to me. I couldn't believe that we didn't have to worry about finances or put that burden on our families. I already felt like I had burdened my family with so many different things, so now adding a financial burden of trying to get me better just felt like it was just too much to bear. So being able to go there, go there free, not having to worry about finances was just like honestly such a relief and just one less thing to worry about. And so to the people who are giving and donating, I mean, it's been the most life-changing thing for me. And I can't say thank you enough. I can't imagine 
having to navigate finances while working on my issues at the same time and all that, it would just be such an, an additional layer. And so having that freedom, um, I mean, I just like, I can't say thank you enough. It means the world to me, it changed my life and I'm able to do what I do now because of it. So thank you. So please consider supporting this free programming by giving a gift at mercymultiplied.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Yeah, I love that. I, I think it's so important when we cover a series like what we've covered this month for us to, to, to really kind of end it with this note of like, and it doesn't end there. Like yeah. it doesn't end with you. Nothing that we experience was meant to end with us. There's a reason why when you give your life to Christ, you're not just shot up to heaven. <laughs> right. Like there's a That's reason a that you're left here. Yes. Um, and so I think I love that idea. It's actually bringing to mind a, a, something I heard. Y'all, I'm seriously about to go here. Say it. It was a Matt Chandler sermon. Yeah, I'm not even gosh. kidding. I'm, this is not normal. Okay, is, like we have referenced Matt Chandler probably in every episode. I know. This? I feel like he know. probably should Royalties. get royalties. Well, it's only <laughs> fitting this, so. that, we, that we would mention him in our last episode in this series, well, given that we've mentioned him in every I single every episode single before. Show. <laughs> Pretty much. That's but awesome. I remember hearing a teaching that he did one time where he talked about um, like inhaling and exhaling. And he actually mm. told, it was a sermon he did. And so he told everybody, he said, okay, I want we're going to do this together right now. I want you to yeah. inhale right now. Wow. And he's like, and I want you to keep going, keep going. Don't stop. Keep going. Keep inhaling. Keep going. Keep going. And you know, and eventually people are like dying, you know, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, if you, all you do is inhale, you die. Wow. And he's like, at some point you have to exhale That's and it's so in good. inhaling and exhaling that life is found, you know? So and so I, I love that. See, it's so good. Like I can't not share this? that. Right. Uh, and so I, I, it was making me think of that. You know, we can take in everything that we've talked about in this whole series and just inhale all of it. Take it all in. Receive right. from the Lord. Hear from the Lord. Like take on your new identity. Receive. Right. It's great. Inhaling is very important. Right. But if you don't exhale at some point, you die. Yeah. And so how do I take all of that we have talked about and use it to be an ambassador that's for so for the king you know and so, so i think that's a great great yeah. way to bring yeah. that around for yeah. sure no i love it and i think it adds to what y'all were saying in regards to the urgency piece because i think a lot of us think oh well it's just me if i don't ever get my identity together or if i have mm. you know low self-esteem or if i mm-hmm. this thing is just affecting me it's not affecting those yeah. around me and so we think well it's it's not that big a deal you know yeah. it doesn't really matter i can bear this cross or however you want to think about it that sense of urgency isn't there yeah. but really the truth is it it affects way more than you probably even know mm-hmm. the potential of affecting lives all around you who need to hear that good news who need to know that there is hope for them uh, and and the other people under your sphere of influence I just I think that's such a lie from the enemy to convince us that it's it's not affecting anybody like your your identity issues or those things that you struggle with not being rooted in Christ like it's just yeah. you so figure that out and the truth is is that no actually that is hindering the impact like you said the ability to be able to be an ambassador to be a light and to mm-hmm. live free y'all mm-hmm. because I mean being a slave to like another master is that is no way to live and when yeah. your identity is not rooted in Christ you are a slave to whatever your identity is in so yeah. anyways just all that to no, say I think good. it adds to the urgency yeah. it's and, good. and while I'm thinking about it I'd love to um, plug a book that I've read recent, relatively recently that I thought was just an incredibly helpful resource and tool 
on the subject of you know being a a, a, a faithful ambassador, uh, this idea of evangelism, living missionally, all those kinds of things. It's called. The gospel comes with a house key, and um, it's it's called. Yes, it's a sorry. great book. It's I a great to, book. I said this. I, I sorry. I have to interrupt you. I'm Yo, so please, excited. Please, yeah, because it's Rosaria Butterfield, yes, right? Yes. And so I put it on the list for possibly that's a yes. possible something next oh, year. Oh, we should definitely look into it because it's what I, what I love about that book is how it's it's sort of equal parts memoir, but also. Um, just, it's just such a good, I don't know. I can't remember a book other than the Bible that I've read recently where I was so challenged Mm -hmm. and so just like, because I mean, one of the things that she, that Rosario is getting at is like, there is no excuse Mm -hmm. for, you know, not finding or seizing the opportunities where we can be a, you know, an ambassador for Christ and, and, and really just kind of, um, you know, just evangelizing, you know, through practice and through, through word and through whatever, because those opportunities are everywhere, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, just on this, this piece of, um, you know, being a good ambassador, being a faithful ambassador, I would really encourage, you know, you guys listening to go check that book out. Once again, the title is the gospel comes with a house key and it's by Rosaria Butterfield. It's really good stuff. Awesome. Melanie, we got to do it. Okay. All right. Yeah. I've been, it's been on my list for sure. Yeah. My it's, ever-growing list. Okay. All I've been reading for the last six months have been like, you know, how to feed a baby, <laughs> how to, how to have a baby sleep. Like, yeah. So I'm, I'm hey, getting back to life at some right. point in time yeah. here. When you need Serve it, that's what, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Absolutely. No, it's, it's really good. It's really good. Um, but anyways, so to sort of just kind of wrap all of this up, I'd love to just kind of in closing say that if we truly experience a spiritual closeness and intimacy with our Father, something that really transcends description, it should overflow out of our very mouths and no corner of our lives should be untouched by His amazing presence. Mm-hmm. It should spill out into our neighborhoods, our jobs, our family gatherings, etc., Our intimacy with God, my intimacy with Him, is special and raw and real and protected in the Holy Spirit. And our hearts should break over those who don't know that kind of intimacy. Mm -hmm. We would no longer be able to deny the urgency if we really believed that. Because, I mean, frankly, the stakes are just far too great. Mm -hmm. So, I just kind of wanted to just reiterate that in closing. That's good. I think... um one of my favorite Nancy Alcorn quotes is who is on the other side of your obedience. And so, um, not only considering that the stakes are so high, not only because, um, if you are walking in bondage or, um, aren't thriving in a relationship with God, not only could it have a negative impact on people in your life, but who are all of the other people that, that need you (laughs) to get to that place because so much of your own freedom is going to inspire them in their own. And, um, and so I love that that's how we're wrapping this up. I I am realizing that we have left with some really inspirational thoughts, but nothing practical guys. I can't do it. I can't do it. So my thought on here is that to, to wrap up this specific show on identity, um, we have on our website, on our on Mercy Multiplied website, there's a Freedom Tools link. And on that on that link, you'll see a whole bunch of just free PDFs that you can download. Yes. One of the PDFs is Who I Am in Christ. And I know that, you know, some of you may be like, oh, I've, you know, read the Who I Am in Christ 
scriptures a million times and fine, it's cool, you know, but, but what I encourage you to do is to, to not just like read them over once, um, but to, to really hear the Lord speaking those truths over you. And I mean, it's, it's, it's things straight from the word of God. I'm a child of God. I'm a joint heir with Christ. I'm a temple, uh, a dwelling place with God. I'm a new creation. I'm a threat to the enemy. I'm free from condemnation. Like it's, and it references the scriptures that go along with those statements. Um, and one of the things that we've done at at my house is I'm like, you know what? I know those, like, I know those scriptures backwards and forwards, but I cannot hear them enough. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot hear them enough. I want to be able to spout these things yes, off from yes. memory one day, you know? And so one of the things we did, we actually put a list of these, these who I am in Christ statements also along with some like who God is statements up in our bathroom. And we just put one up in our son's room our bathroom, even though, you know, it'll I be a few it. years before he can read them. Who I don't cares? care. It's like, awesome. cause where do you spend some time, sometimes like brushing your teeth where you're just like looking around and yeah. just like, you know, getting so <laughs> yes. I will literally, we have it posted in our bathroom, but it's kind of weird, but it's something that whenever I'm just like, you know, doing something that I, you know, is totally mindless. I can just read those and just be reminded every single day because as those statements get just like infiltrated into your soul, into your spirit, it's going to change everything. It's going to change who you are and it's going to change the way that you impact the world around you as you become more sure of that. And so again, the stakes are too high to not embrace a lot of the things that we've covered in this series. So this has been so fun, Julian. It's been a blast (laughs) having you with us this month. I'm so so glad Um, that that really, I just want to say I'm, I'm I'm really glad and, and grateful, you know, that you guys trusted me with something like this. And um, because it's such a, an important and delicate conversation, yeah. you know, ex, you know, an exploration of, of what it means to, to really thrive in your relationship with God. I mean, that, that's important, yeah. you know. And so um, I'm really honored that, that I've got to sort of help facilitate this conversation. Yeah. Um, and my big prayer, my big hope for those listening is that there's even just one thing even even if it's not one thing an episode, maybe one thing from the whole series mm-hmm. that they left encouraged with. Mm-hmm, yes. um, that that's my big prayer for this for Absolutely. our listeners. So, so thank you guys. Well, so much. Well, if any of you guys are like, oh wait, is that the end of Julian? No, <laughs> you'll hear Julian again. That's He's true. gonna be back. But also, if you're like, but wait, well, where did Brooke go? And then where was Melanie on those two? And then don't listen, worry, here's worry. some really exciting news, guys. We got some really awesome people that have just joined our team here in the outreach department here at Mercy. We may or may not. have have a new guest joining us in the next series that you have not met yet. Um, and, and so it's just really fun to to be bringing some more people onto the show with us. And so literally, guys, from month to month, it's going to be a surprise. That's or right. even honestly, from week to week, it's going to be a surprise as to who you hear on Mercy Talk. You're going to hear lots of voices in the days to come. And hey, guys, a couple of them are going to be some male voices. What? No. All right. Stop it. All right. No way. Stop it, Mike. So <laughs> we're so we're just thrilled to be able to kind of diversify our yeah. team a bit, yeah. um, and just diversify the voices that you're hearing on the other end. And For so sure. just know that this, yeah, it's going to be probably different yeah. from week to week, series to series. Um, and so, Julian, it's been great to have you. Thank you so much. And guys, just stay tuned because we're going to have some new voices in the next couple of weeks. So um, this has been fun, guys, and we are really excited about the series that we're going to be diving into next month. So we hope that you will join us then. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.